You are listening to Salty Believer Unscripted. This is Salty Believer Unscripted. I'm Josiah Walker. I'm Brian Catherman. And on today's episode, I want to kind of reflect and discuss the most recent Southern Baptist Convention uh, in New Orleans. Uh, even if you're not Southern Baptist, it is one of the largest collections of evangelical Christians in America, and they have a pretty gigantic business meeting. And so, it was in the like news. It, it, gets, in the it news. gets national attention, so I want to talk about it. Now, um, I've never been to it. Have you? You've been to one before? I went to the one in Birmingham, okay. and then I've watched. I've watched them live stream for I can't remember how many years. I go to all the. I go to the state ones. I've gone to those yeah. for many, many years. And then I've watched the national ones, mostly just out of finances. I haven't gone, but I went to the one in Birmingham, and then you and I watched the last two live streamed. Right. Um, and that was, I mean, that was good. It was, it was nice. We Axe Two Network has it. We had pizza and sat here, watched, talked about it, worked through it, pulled up the apps, looked at the Booker reports. Like, really, we're engaged. The only thing we really couldn't do is discuss, right, or vote, you know, with other people. And I enjoy watching it online. I feel like a couple of years ago, it was really chaotic. It seemed like nobody could get to the microphone. And I thought, <laughs> how do you even conduct business this way? But when I was watching it this year, it seemed a little calmer. And it seemed like it was easier to get to a microphone and make some motions. Um, as a seminary student, I'd love to be able to go and get a mug. But I don't know if I'd ever actually go to the convention. Maybe if it was here locally. Which um, is supposed to be coming here at some point. Yeah. But on that particular time, I'm kind of thinking maybe I... Want to go somewhere else right. when they're here? The Maybe town will be all town. busy. You won't be able. To would you go again? Uh, yeah, I would go. Okay. I would go. I, part of it for me is just the expense, and you know, you're sitting in a room of eight thousand people yeah. voting, and and it's kind of quick and and it's interesting. I enjoyed the ancillary things. Nine marks after nine was a big highlight for sure. me when I was there, and I haven't seen them post their their sessions yet, but that's yeah. helpful. And and connecting with brothers and sisters, people you see from other places, sure. is kind of fun. I think there's a lot there for that, but it's hard for me to justify spending the money, right? Just because I feel like there's a there's a lot of other factors involved, and anyway, I just like the fact that when we were watching it here at the church building as we were working, there was no line to the bathroom. So right, exactly. <laughs> there's nothing to be well, said for that. So you talked about the lines. The lines last year, uh, we had somebody who was going to go make a motion. We yeah. really wanted. A bunch of us in Utah and Idaho wanted a motion to be made that the SBC would consider having trustees on. Uh, Gateways Seminary, because it is a school of the West that are from the West, instead of all the trustees being from the big states and the big conventions, like, hey, let's make it more regional. So we had somebody that had a, he had written a a motion, and we we were excited about it. He couldn't get to the microphone, but he was texting me and saying, you know, uh, there's a bunch of people here that are coordinating taking up the lines. He's like, they all seem like they've got some plan. They've strategized a whole bunch of them just to make sure there couldn't be debate, maybe. Sure. Or couldn't. I don't know what that was all about. Interesting. Maybe, maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. But it did seem like there was just people lined up out the door. It was just chaotic. Yeah. This time it was chaotic only because some of the microphones didn't work. Sure. <laughs> like, oh, you need to only come to this microphone. Which, or here's a handheld. Which and, is comforting for the local church that has their own mic issues and thinks, well, it's just me. <laughs> no, it's everyone. Yeah, poor, so. poor Bart Barber. Like, wait, we're doing what? And then yeah. people were hitting the wrong buttons and they were clearing stuff. He did an outstanding job. That was, that was probably one of the way. low points of the convention was kind of some of the mic issues. What do you think some of the that high was your points low, were? That was, we'll come back to the low points. That <laughs> was your low point? Oh, I said it goodness. was a Oh, okay. High Let's points. start with the good stuff. What, yeah, yeah. what were the high points? Uh, for me, I loved that there was something like, I don't remember the exact count, but it was like 70 or, it was probably less than that. But there was a lot. There was a lot of IMB missionaries yeah. uh, on the commissioning. A lot of them were behind the white curtain sort of thing where you they, they had to obscure their 
their face and not say directly where they're going. It's like we're sending missionaries into the world. I really like that. That was yeah. that was pretty exciting. I really liked the messengers uh, came together on, on a pretty high level to communicate um, just the position on what the Bible says is a pastor. I mean, so they they passed a resolution trying to trying to clarify the statement: the pastor is an elder, and and that's reserved for men. And that doesn't mean there's not a place for women. Sure. But the word pastor specifically has a, a, a take on you know a, a place. And so they passed a resolution. Then they basically affirmed the executive committee's decisions on on. The removal of those churches, I guess there was five or six or something churches, sure. but three of them appealed. They have Two of them had women pastors. One of them had a sex abuse issue. This was the whole Rick Warren thing. Yeah. And, and so the highlight for me was actually that there was quite a bit of unity. The part that surprised me, and maybe it's a highlight, and I'm not sure if it's a good thing or not. I'm still thinking about it. We changed the Baptist faith and message. Yeah. Now, I agree with the change. Sure. Just to add that bishop, elder, pastor are all synonymous. That's probably going to have huge ramifications for... For people who have a youth pastor who's not an elder in their church, and on and on. But uh, it was amazing to me that we just that the messengers could change our belief statement right? so easy. It's harder <laughs> to change the constitution. Right. That's going to take a whole another year. Now, do they have to vote on this again next year? Not the Baptist faith and message oh, change. Okay. Which I I was like, wait, that's happening. This is happening. The constitution they do. There's a okay. whole provision to say the constitution should be hard to change. Okay. So you have to pass the same motion, basically the change in two consecutive meetings. Yeah. They did that the first one, basically saying uh, pastor is a, an office within the church, elder is an office reserved for men, um, and that was controversial. But they did it. Yeah. Now we'll see what happens next year. The part that was crazy to me, though, is now the Baptist faith and message, it, that wasn't hard to change. We right. changed our statement of beliefs. Right. Which is... So maybe we should tighten that up I mean, a that's a bit. big deal. Like <laughs> you said, I mean, regardless of what your stance is on whether a man should be a pastor or a woman can be a pastor. I think it is important that the Southern Baptist Convention really clarified where they stand on that. Yeah. So depending on which side of that fence you're on, you might decide to leave or to stay. or Which hopefully will, will get us more focused and a little bit away from stuff. It's been a really yeah. distracting issue. It probably still will be. But it's just yeah. nice to say, here. here's the clarity. Right. So I appreciate it. How about you? High points? I, I agree with all that stuff. I, I thought it was a really good convention. I... Um, I like that it was as chaotic as previous years. I, I love that we send missionaries because that's the whole reason all these churches came together in, a, in the first place. You know, as a church, you and I attend a church that affiliates with the Southern Baptists. It's, it's great to see missionaries being sent. Um, I really enjoyed the seminary reports. How about Moeller, man? No, I, that that was, was a shock to me. That was my favorite. You know, there's always, yeah, we graduated more students than ever. But when Moeller got up and just read his Bible, I was like, man, I'd hate to be the seminary president that follows that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. Everyone's got their uh, clipboard or notebook or ipad out and he just brought god's word and i thought that was huge it's kind of a competition when they do that you know you can yeah. kind of see it like okay this seminary had this many so. students and it's always like we had the most graduating students ever yeah. and we did this and we had cool 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 news with gateway with this yeah. huge gift so students yeah. can go on a mission trip but but like yeah uh dr Mueller just yeah. gets up and instead of saying come to our seminary which it kind of did but he not did. really like, at, hey, at the end hey all that stuff you should come we're graduating people but here's this but here's this boom preaches a little sermon about you know yeah. the approved workman who needs to yeah. show himself approved. it was off that was yeah. great that was a highlight so we've talked about highlights what about the low points uh, I mean, outside the mic issues where oh so you're not going to add that as a low point now <laughs> where was it going to down i i have a little bit of a list i hate that i i have a list of the negatives but uh, I think 
I think the convention preacher had heard people go, man, that was so awesome. But then I, and I missed part of that because we were also working. Right. So I'd heard part of it and I was doing something and I came back to it. So I actually went back and finally listened to it. And I don't feel like he handled scripture very well. So that was kind of discouraging. But that's yeah. pretty common at these things. It's sure. just this big giant, it's not really very often really expositing the scripture. So that was yeah. a little bit of a bummer. But then also he's, he's really pressing on unity for the sake of the mission, but he's like kind of almost jabbing at different people and I didn't yeah. I didn't know what a synodoc was. Yeah. I had to Google that. He's like, oh this synodoc thing. We don't need to, we don't need making those things. I'm like, what the heck is he talking about? I Google it. Uh, I find out it's a founders ministry thing. They made a, a documentary of some sort. I'll probably end up watching it now that he jabbed at it just because I'm curious. I was gonna say I didn't know before no, this podcast I'm like, what it was. You're acting like we all need to get on board. But so what he did is he jabbed at anybody who was opposing his view and saying they were causing disunity but of all the stuff i saw he was about the only thing i really saw that was causing disunity so that well, was a little discouraging and that's something that i feel like the spc has always prided itself on is is not really uh bringing down anybody else we're know, not going to speak disparagingly but any, i yeah. think he just did it with a little bit of coded language but you know what sure. at the end of the day uh there was yeah. that i was what um, did you think of uh kevin Azell's presentation you, yeah we you know I was like losing my mind when we did I just, it. So let it, me talk about that. So his presentation was his presentation. Sure. The NAM presentation. Uh, that's all these presentations. They're pre-done. They're, they're right. polished. You know, polished, practiced. Then the questions yeah. come. Um, there was a question, which was no surprise whatsoever, about um, about being transparent with finances. And he said in light of you know the Adam Greenway thing at, at – Southwestern Seminary, and I was—I knew there was some problems. I didn't know the extent of the problems. So then I went and looked up that report: eleven thousand dollar espresso machine, yeah. and exorbitant Christmas decorations, and first-class flights for the yeah. Anaheim conventions. All this stuff, and so that was a little discouraging for me just to, to find out the details of the Adam Greenway thing. But then I was expecting, hey, we're going to dance around the transparency of NAM. That's been an ongoing conversation right. for because Kevin Azell is in charge of. North American missions, all the missionaries right. that get sent across North America. Yeah, and there's always a call for like transparency, financial stuff. That's been going on for a while. It was, it was, you know, in light of what happened with Adam Greenway having what two or three years to spend all that money and nobody yeah. having it in check. That was the question. I really appreciated the question. I fully expected the answer. It was this sure. polished answer. He's well prepared for. It was the second question that surprised me. The second question was something to the extent of, and we should find that guy and. Say, hey, you want to be on the podcast? Tell us more sure. about where this came from. But yeah. he, he had asked about Andy and Stacy Wood, who took over for Rick Warren, I think, yeah. at Saddleback, yeah. about their church being used, and not just their church building, but them being used as like a mission training hub for NAM pastors. And I think the right answer would have been something along the lines of, hey, thank you for the question. Yes, we've used those individuals to train planters in the past. And it looks like now that we're clarifying women pastors and we're thankful for that clarity or whatever, we won't be doing that in the future. Right. But instead, he acted like he never knew the guy. Right. Well, he was a pa he planted before I came on. And you, what, and we got to use venues and facilities. What set so so off-putting for me was that I have a, emails, because I was in the NAM system. I have sure. emails as late as like May of 2020 when I was still in. I graduated out of the, the planting system then. But with like, here's the... Here's the breakaway session for the COVID session, and here's the send thing. And those guys were part of it. And right. so then I was like, wait, they were part of it. And then I started looking around to find more, and, and lo and behold, it's like they've been totally scrubbed, yeah. canceled completely, erased right. from existence in the NAM social media website, whatever. And so I was like, that's weird because I remember them. 
being right. involved in training. So then I do a little Googling. Boom! Tons and tons of screenshots. Sure. So my low point, I mean, honestly, my low point was not that Nam was using those individuals or not, but yeah. that it really came across to me yeah. like Kevin Azell had covered it up, which was exactly. a big character yeah. thing for me. I hated no. that. It I, felt like a real lack of transparency and just kind of skirting the issue. I, yeah, so. I, I really hated that. That was probably the low point. The, yeah. the rest of the stuff I thought was real. I mean, and then the, the sermon, but the sermon is sure. what it is. Yeah. For the most part, I, I really feel like a lot of that went well. Even the, even the oh man, the the guy that's in charge of a, that's overseeing the the task force, calling the woman a little girl like three or four yeah, times. Yeah, that was, was kind of awkward. It was like oh, a grown woman trying to compliment yeah. her. I'm like, ah, oh, don't do that. So. That's so not the right way to handle that. But but otherwise, I think for the most part, yeah, there was those things. Sure. But I mean, even the task force going on for another year, putting together the website, like okay, things in the SBC move slow. Yeah. But I felt. Like, if those were the, the things, there was mostly a lot of good sure. stuff, the things that weren't good. How about, what were your low points? I, I feel like the good really outweighed the, the bad and stuff. What was the bad? Besides the mic stuff. Yeah, and- no, I, I I think that was it. And, and then I just think sometimes we drawn on, you know, things last longer than they should, right? Certain motions are always kind of a little foolish. Oh, man. And some of them are like, this, you know, they make this motion and everybody's getting frustrated and they're going back and forth, back and forth and having this problem. Someone calls a question and then the yeah. whole thing just... Everybody votes totally against it. You're like, why did we spend all that time and right. kill the time for right. other debate, th- which th- might be a strategy. I don't I th- know. I, th- I think the messengers put way too much weight into resolutions uh, versus working on things like the Baptist faith and message or right. our constitution. Which that happens too. We get really excited about resolutions. Right. But there is some business that we need to give more debate time more to. More weight to. We could have given some more right. weight to that business. And speaking of giving weight to things, like we talk about how this gets national coverage, but I didn't really fully understand that until I saw national media stories coming out after the convention, kind of about the woman pastor thing, and interviewing one of the pastors, the ladies that got, or her church got disfellowshipped. I think that just becomes sharks in the water. I, like, I mean, do you feel like the media ever does a good job at really <sighs> explaining what's gone on, or do they just pick hot-button issues and run with that? No, I think they just pick, they miss the big stuff, or they miss the, the way it's, they, they grab onto a big thing, but then they sort of miss share the narrative. Sure. Okay, so the narrative that seemed to be in the news this time was, one, that we didn't deal with sex abuse because we were too busy kicking out women. Right. Which, that wasn't the case. They rolled out the website. They extended the task force. Right. One of those guys was a sex, uh, an accused sex abuser who was appealing. Like, yeah. So all that wasn't the case, that we were just kicking women out and not right. dealing with sex abuse. That I didn't see that as the case. And Correct. if they saw it, I don't know how they saw it. But then the other part of that was, it was like all the messengers decided to come together and kick the women out or kick right. the women pastors right. out. And There's no role for them. We don't value them. So the re- yeah, and so the re- the reality was actually the Baptist faith and message and the general uh, ethos of the SBC has been pastors yeah. are historically men, and there's been a lot of discussion about that. However, there's been numerous and the the. The number is hotly debated. Uh, I want to come back to that in a minute, too. But there's been numerous um, churches with women pastors or sure. or women in different roles. It might not be the lead pastor, but yeah. in pastoral roles. And, and so then all of a sudden, it was something that had to be dealt with. And so then we had to clarify or, or drill in. It'd be like... It'd be like marriage is between a man and a woman. So you, you right. go back in time 200 years, 300 years. Well, they must not have cared 300 years ago because they didn't write anything in their faith statements about marriage being between a man and a woman. But now right. you come here today and everybody has it. So that's when they Correct. decided. Right. Nope. 
a problem comes up, sure. we have to deal with the problem. So that's what actually problem, happened. Yeah, and the problem was it just wasn't clear in our faith message so, statement or our constitution. So in clarifying, yeah, right. exactly. In clarifying, it it wasn't that they got kicked out. They were already out. They were appealing, to and, and they didn't win their appeals. And so they weren't so much just like all of a sudden it was decided. It was like this is what it's been. And then they clarified quite a bit. This is what it is. Now, there'll be people that will be really yeah. unhappy about that. Sure. But it, at least it's been clarified. And honestly, I agree with it. I think that's the right biblical teaching. Yeah. Uh, and if we're really going to be about, you know, standing on the Word of God, then that's going to be. But that's a, you know, that's just what it is. At the end of the day, I think it would be a lot more impactful if the media really covered things like how many missionaries we sent. Right. You know? No, they don't, they don't care about that. Because <laughs> what they're stuff. looking for is they're looking for yeah. the thing that gets people fired Something up. spicy. They kicked Rick Warren out. Well, Rick Warren has been retired. Right. Uh, you know, that church, yeah. he was representing that church, but they just didn't. And then people were saying, hey, cut his mic off. But it was actually handled super well. Yeah. Everybody had three minutes. Yeah, uh, I think it was fair. Rick, you know, Rick didn't really bring people in. Hey, we should be doing this. Hey, this yeah. is good for us. He kind of alienated yeah. the convention. And his mic got cut off because he went three minutes. He got tapped on the shoulder with 10 seconds remaining and got cut off. Right. I mean, last year, they just gave him a free reign to keep talking right. for as long as he wanted. For sure. What Were you surprised by that? I mean, what surprises kind of... What did you say and go, whoa? The biggest whoa for me, and I don't think I realized it till like maybe the next day, but... Like we changed the Baptist faith and message yeah. first time in twenty three years. Yeah, we edited the Baptist faith and message, and that part only took just a few minutes. Right, like it was, it was like, quick. That was the biggest whoa for me. Like that just shocked me. Yeah. Um, it just really surprised me. Yeah. So, of all the stuff, I think, and I agree with the change. I really do. But I was really surprised by the way the change could happen so easy. Yeah. And so now I wonder if more people are going to try to bring about those changes and what's going to, I mean, like, are we going to need to change the system on how we do that? Yeah. Uh, what also was really telling for me is you have all these churches, us included, that have that have things in the Constitution, you know, that say we affirm the Baptist faith and message. And what you're really saying is when you can change them so easily, right? maybe we ought to hold back on that so we can kind of watch because if that change, you know, if there was a change that we didn't necessarily agree to, in our church, and it just changed overnight like that. Right, that could be really hard on the church, and sure. I suspect is hard on churches. Right. Not even the ones that have women pastors, but what right. about somebody who's a youth pastor and a board of elders, yeah. and they have right. to—they now have to go home and really figure out what you do with all that. It's a complicated issue where all these churches are self-autonomous, self-governing, but also align themselves with this for the purpose of mission. So you do, because that could go either way. I was surprised, too, at how quickly they were able to make those changes. I wasn't even sure if it was made. Right. Like, what just happened? That's why even now I'm like, so do they have to vote on that again (laughs) next year, or is that really done? You know? Yeah. (laughs) That was a little much, man. um, So, you know what's interesting, though, too? This is the other thing that really dawned on me, and I might write about this on the website. We really push that churches are locally autonomous, but I, I really realized this year, and I've seen it time and time again, but... It really dawned on me how autonomous our entities are, too. Sure. They're lo- so you can't make a motion. You can't pass business that directs yeah. the entities to do something. So Lifeway, you know, we don't want Lifeway to sell Beth Moore books or something, and somebody brought that up. It You can't tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. You can only appoint their trustees, basically, or your other option is to, to not give them your dollars. That's right. the only way you can vote. Sure. You know, NAM, we want more transparency. Well, thank you, but we can't make a motion to truly direct that. We can request, we can yeah. whatever, but there's no way the messengers have any authority over the entities in which they right. financially support 
and should stand behind it. I didn't really realize the magnitude of that until now. So that whole local autonomy of the church also means local at- or autonomy yeah. of the entities. And the only option you have is how you get somebody on the, the board of trustees, which you yeah. and I, you've been on the nominating committee. I've been yeah. on the committee on committees twice. There's a, That really can be somewhat driven and directed. The person who appoints you has a certain be- leaning, a bent, a direction. So then yeah. he appoints the, or she appoints the people uh, who have that leaning through networking and through the connections, and then you get that person involved. And that's right. the only power we have apart yeah. from not giving them money through the cooperative program or the various – purchasing yeah. books or like with the seminary like three years of bad accounting at the seminary right. yeah or whatever it is how do we change that well right. we don't as messengers only no. the trustees have that power right well we can change the trustees but can we right how do we get people in the committee so it really dawned on me like really the thing that speaks the most is money right which is probably why there's such a push you know give the cooperative yeah. program that's the best thing you can do and then when i was on the committee and you might have encountered this too all the bigger churches and there was a church from from uh, you know some people who are highly tied to some of these other entities and things like that, they've all changed their giving structure. So they're right. giving to the cooperative programs like one percent, half a percent, sure. and then they give directly to other things. And like, wait right. a second, you're, these guys get it, and so they're not right. giving to those things somehow. And right. I, it just really hit me this year, like, wow, that's really a thing. Yeah, that probably needs some 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 attention. Sure. Also, it's even worse because all the state entities, in order for them to have funding. The money has to come into them first for the cooperative program. Then it right. gets doled out and sent out. And so they're depending on yeah. the cooperative program. So they're not going to speak against it. They're not going right. to say, hey, yeah. We, they're going to say, you. in fact, right. we have to give to the cooperative program to participate in our state convention. Absolutely. So this year was just a really big year for me to like yeah. really think through that and go, man, this whole system is kind of, I don't know how this works as much as I used to think. Yeah. And I think I understand it pretty well. But I'm like, okay, how much can it? How much do the messengers have influence? When do they don't? Right. But this year it seemed like, okay, there was some good influence. And then last year with the sex abuse stuff, the messengers really yeah. were able to change some things. Right. Other things, not so much. So I, all in all, I thought it was I thought it was good. So after reflecting on, on this year and even last year, do you think you'd ever go? I'd, if, so I think the issue for me is usually the value for the dollars. My yeah. dollars are very limited. If someone called sure. up and said, man, I want to buy your plane ticket yeah. to go and here's the ho- i'd say you bet i'd go yeah. in a harpy a lot of it though is we're at a small church sure i mean we're barely barely covering our staff and our bills I, so i'm going to go on my own dime but right. i can't really justify with it you know kid getting ready to go to college and sure. teenagers who eat yeah. and you know my daughter it's hard to justify using the funds to do that even though it'd be i think it'd be great yeah. I'll go if it's in Salt Lake. I was joking sure. about getting out of town or something yeah. when it's here, but when it comes to Salt Lake, of course, yeah. I'll go um, if I'm if I'm elected as a messenger from our church, right? <laughs> sure. When it's in town, everybody's yeah. going to be competing for who's a messenger, right? We all want to go. So, how about you? You want to go? You want to go to to where is it? Indiana next? You want to go to? Is that where it's at? Uh, yeah, Indiana next. Yeah, I I think it'd be worth going. Like you said, you know, it, it's hard to maybe justify that expense. I think the thing that stuck out to me the most from this convention was they kept making the statement, over a million people have left the SBC in recent years, you know, and I think it's important to remember that if if we're going to be a part of something, you got to be actively involved, you know, be a messenger, vote, yeah. you know, make make your voices heard, whether it's through your giving and your finances or through raising your messenger card, but I think it's important if you're going to be a part of an organization to, to join in that. To you know, be a part. And really Either. help. 
yeah. define what it is. So get all in, get all in, or get out. Right. So given the opportunity, I think I would go. Hey, so, so. you're graduating this year from Gateway. Yes. Uh, kind of watching these last two years while you've been a student. I noticed that when we were watching, we're kind of out of time, but you were like really like, okay, here comes Dr. Orge. Sure. Here comes. Are you starting to get a sense really? Because uh, you've been involved in committees nationally and locally in the association, the convention, and then two yeah. state convention that we have here. So, like, you've started really getting involved. Do you feel like you're really kind of starting to figure out how to navigate the waters? Does it feel like it's overwhelming still, or do you feel like you're getting it? I'm starting to get it and understand how things work. I'm definitely better off than I was a couple of years ago. I still don't think I understand all of Robert's rules of order and how to make a motion. I, I'm far from doing that. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that the majority of people don't, which is why, if any of our people were okay. listening, go talk to the parliamentarian first. Yeah. Get it all sorted out. Get it sent yeah. in because, oh my goodness, so many of these things were out of order. I, because they didn't know the rules. I think that was the low point for me, was when somebody would walk up to the mic and then want to make a football joke or a weather joke. <laughs> right. You're like, and it's like, get to your point. <laughs> well, I wonder if that's a distraction technique because they only have so much time for debate. Right. So I'll make my motion. I'll blab away. I'll call the question. They kept trying yeah. to do that. I'll yeah. do just so we can't debate. But if we really want to get to the right answers, we need to be promoting healthy debate. Yeah. We need to do healthy debate. And Robert's Rules of Order is horrible. I don't know if there's a better alternative. I don't think so. Yeah. But, yeah, I, uh, the book is huge. Like, just the rule. You got that yeah. parliamentarian there with yeah. all his papers. Ugh. Right. Ugh. <laughs> well, that's another year in the books, right? There you go. So, with the good, the bad, the spicy, the calm, overall, it's just great to see the gospel being proclaimed and advanced around the world. So, I hope that was enjoyable for you. If you have thoughts from the SBC, maybe you watched it, go ahead and let us know. SaltyBeliever at gmail.com. Until next time. Thank you for listening. Find more information at saltybeliever.com.